Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy, and he joins us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We'll bring in Tom. Tom, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, as usual. How do you think this team is health-wise going into Liberty? Um, well, I mean, I don't think Bumper's hip thing's just going to go away. So they have to use him. Uh, you know, they have, they've been subbing on third downs with Paul and Paul's coming along. Uh, but, you know, the DBs, I think, other than the guys who are out, I think they're about as, um, you know, in as good a shape as you could imagine from those. And everybody's got you know, a little mix and stuff, that's that's with every team in the country. So, I don't know. I think all things considered, they're probably as good as you could have imagined right now. You think Chavis gets a start at cornerback or McAdoo? Yeah, you know, um, I think Sam on yesterday said that doesn't necessarily – well, McAdoo had been running with the one some because he, he wanted McAdoo to, to know what it felt like, you know, to hear Simeon Blair calling things out to him, to hear – you know, Drew Sanders or, or Bumper turning around and saying something to him about what coverage or, you know, what checks they might have to do uh, in case he is with the ones. Uh, I, you know, it's, I'm sure he's going to play. They feel like McAdoo's going to get out there, which is going to be kind of interesting to see a, a brand-new corner, a kid who'd been on your special teams and at receiver. Uh, I don't know who will start. I, I would think Chavis would probably start, but I think we'll – We'll definitely see some Quincy McAdoo, which is going to be neat. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Do we know who Liberty's going to start at quarterback? <laughs> we do not. And, you know, there was all kind of movement on that front yesterday because I think Arkansas was planning that, you know, Brewer's hand would continue to come along. And, and when he got really ready that, you know, he'd be their guy again. Even though this guy Jonathan Bennett played a good game against BYU, um, but as Hugh Freeze pointed out, he, he had been very inconsistent through his other, you know, his other play uh, up until BYU. So, uh, but Brewer apparently, he, he had the surgery on his hand, and then it, he tried to go a little against BYU and during the open week, and it swelled up on him a little. And they just thought he would be, he would be better. Uh, but after Tuesday's practice, you know, his hand swelled up again. He didn't feel comfortable with his grip on the ball, which you just can't you just can't be out there if you have that. But they were hoping that uh, the swelling would go down, that he'd be available. He's certainly going to make the trip, and Bennett will make the trip. Um, you know, how effective, how much energy he'll have after he's had the flu is, is up for debate. And then uh, the, a kid named Nate Hampton, a 6'6 guy, he was taking the most reps in practice on Wednesday and Thursday with Bennett out and, and Brewer out. So they had to get him ready for the game plan. So my, my feel is that they will try to start Bennett. Um, and, and Freeze put it this way, that, yeah, we can catch him up on the, the mental part of it. Like, here's what Arkansas does. Here's what we're going to do. But there's nothing like going through that in practice and, you know, the, the, the physical part of that. So, you know, the truth of this is Arkansas is at an advantage in, in terms of what the Liberty quarterback situation is in. Um, but as many fans pointed out to me yesterday, this is a trap. Hugh Freeze is trying to set Arkansas up for something. 
he was um, he was genuinely um, um, handing over, you know, in, in Intel on his team, and you don't get that very often. I'm not sure if he did that at Ole Miss, but I don't think if KJ Jefferson had missed. Uh, a couple of practices with the flu. I'm not sure if Sam Pittman would have volunteered that information the way uh, Hugh Freeze did. And speaking of KJ, uh, I remember uh, during the bye week they said he he wouldn't even throw because his shoulder was bothering him. Is, is the shoulder an issue anymore? Well, um, I just think they're going to keep him rested, and and I honestly don't know if it's just, uh, an outgrowth of the fall he took late in the game at BYU. You know when he came out. And Arkansas fans probably all held their collective breath, uh, only to learn it was a stinger. But you know, stingers can be, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit longer lasting. And so I don't know. They haven't been completely uh, forthright about the why part. But uh, you know, he did take it easy in some of the practices. But I mean, but clearly he played in the Auburn game. He threw the ball well in the yeah. Auburn game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they took you know, a whole lot of deep shots in that game, but certainly his intermediate game was was pretty much on target, and K.J. Jefferson is having a phenomenal year, folks. I mean, he's, he's, he's been dinged up. Uh, he certainly had some ball security issues against Missouri State and Texas A&M in back-to-back games. But here's a guy who's making decisions and making physical, physical plays on, like, almost every play of a game, um, and he's number seven in the FBS in passer efficiency, um, I think people are going to remember the KJ Jefferson years here, whether he stays after this year, plays you know again next year, or whether he or whether he goes. They're going to remember this as being some phenomenal offenses, a nice confluence of events with Kendall Browns, an offensive coordinator, veteran O line, and really good running backs to complement KJ. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. When I think of um, Hugh Freeze, Ole Miss, some of his teams, I think of them throwing the ball. But it seems like this Liberty team—they're going to come in. They want to run the ball, or at least try to establish the run. Oh yeah, there's no question about that. And when you think about it, a lot of these spread offenses now—I mean, Ole Miss is just a powerful running team, and I don't think their systems are are drastically different than what Hugh Freeze does or what Kendall Bryles does, what Baylor did when when Kendall Bryles was there um, under his father. So, um, Day Day Hunter is a tremendous back. Uh, their backup now, Cedro Lewis, his father passed away, I think, on Wednesday. And his participation or um, even traveling to this game is up for question. And I don't know if they even know the answer to that today. But um, he might not play. And, um, you know, he's been a touchdown scorer for them. He's got seven. Uh, but but Hunter is is a really good one. He averages like 6.8 yards a carry, which is which is tremendous. Uh, so I, I see both teams as really wanting to get their lead back going in this game. Tom, there are uh, several good SEC games this week, and of course, uh, you got to start with Tennessee, Georgia. You, do you have a feel for uh, one team or another in this one? You know, um, I have not seen enough of Georgia on the on the week to week. You know, to see what progressions they're making, to see how how they'll fill in for Nolan Smith. Uh, but it is at home. And they have been a you know super talented, uh, tough team. Um, Tennessee has been you know remarkable. I, you know I, I compared them to Arkansas on the other side, but they've they've done Arkansas one better this year. And that upset of Alabama, 
certainly propelled them to number one in the college football first rankings this year. Um, and they've got a little magic going on with that offense. Uh, their, their defense is not highly rated. Uh, I think Georgia's going to try to keep the ball on them, control the time of possession, and, and put a little bit of pressure on Hendon Hooker. Um, as well as K.J. Jefferson has played this year, Hendon Hooker's having a phenomenal year. Uh, you'd have to consider him as, you know, uh, more on the, you know, first-string quarterback on all SEC teams. Um, and I, I, I think Georgia's going to find a way to win it. But, you know, you got to admire what Josh Heupel has done in his short tenure at Tennessee. All right, let's move down to Baton Rouge, where LSU is hosting Alabama. Can the Tigers pull off the upset? Yeah, I think they can. I don't know if they will, uh, but they've really made strides. I mean, you can just see it, like, in the, the physicality. Uh, I think their defense has gotten better on a week-to-week. And Jaden Daniels, who – I had some guys that cover LSU who said um, Jaden Daniels cannot pass very well. Well, his numbers, his passing numbers, his efficiency is fine, and he's a great running quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Brian Kelly has managed to put together um, a quality roster. I mean, you could tell this guy, he's a, he's a good coach. And I know they went through some adversity with that opening loss to Florida State, but they've really bounced back. I mean, Tennessee spanked them good. Uh, but I, I think they will put forth a really strong effort against Bama. They will do some things that cause Alabama some trouble. Um, and Arkansas is going to get a look at that next week, too. I mean, this that game against LSU next week is going to be a real poser for Arkansas. Tom, I, I'm, a, I'm a little uh, miffed by the line for Auburn and Mississippi State. <laughs> We've seen both of these teams. And, and uh, Auburn, after – Getting rid of their coach, they're heading on the road to play Mississippi State, and I think the Bulldogs are only like a twelve-point favorite in this one. I, I feel like Mississippi State's uh, going to roll and just blow them out. You know, it could happen, and and you know, but the Auburn players, if they've got any, you know, like respect for what they do, I think they'll play really well for Connell Williams. And when you think about last year's game, I can't remember how many points in a row. It, Mississippi State scored to win that game handily, but it was a huge. A huge I remember I was watching it at my brother's house in Baton Rouge, you know, and with with Arkansas playing that night, um, and thinking, oh wow, this is a this is a route. I mean, Auburn's going to blow these guys away, and they mm-hmm. came back and won. Yep. So I think um I think I think Auburn. If you say twelve, I mean, I don't doubt it. Uh, it looked to me, it looked to me like Arkansas got on top of them, and. Um, the buy-in uh, late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, just kind of wasn't there. You know, like they kind of knew they were a defeated team. And credit Arkansas for, for doing that, applying that on the road, because I thought that was a toss-up game. Um, and so I, I just don't know what to expect out of Auburn. If they can get Bixby going and stay on the field uh, with their run game, they'll have themselves a shot to, to cover that spread. All right, one more SEC game before we get you out of here. Kentucky at Missouri. Kentucky's a small one-point favorite on the road at Missouri. Yeah, I I think I eventually ended up picking Missouri to win this game, and I guess maybe a carryover from last week that, you know, they really handled their business, um, you know, controlled the game on the ground with, with you know, with, with their run attack. And, um, you know, Eli, you know, maybe feeling a little pressure. But, you know, they're a salty team, and Kentucky – 
they kind of let me down. I picked them to win at Ole Miss, and they had a chance to do it, and they didn't. And uh, they lost the game against South Carolina. So, um, I don't know. I think this is a toss-up game, but I, I just kind of went with Missouri in it. Okay. I mean, that's why the line's at one. It's a toss-up game. Tom, have a great weekend. Yeah, you guys too. Take care. See ya. Tom Murphy with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, wholehogsports.com.